Okay, Agunarv Shabbos Rabbi We continue in our uh, weekly shir on Biur Tefillah. Uh, the shir is sponsored by Rabbi Tzala Rose of Los Angeles, Lili Nishmas' brother Tzvi Ben Levi Yitzchak, Shem Shem Aliyah, Biyomel for his whole family, for Simcha Sanachas, Arbi Yaskar Tzedek. Um, I want to share with everyone... We're now holding about 30 days before Purim. We started uh, yesterday a group who are going to be reviewing a blada day of Masechta Megillah to finish Masechta Megillah um, uh, on Purim. So if you want to join this WhatsApp group, you could sign up and have the review shirim sent to you or learn it on your own. You could sign up on the on the uh, website, rabbidg.com, or on the email, um, it's a very nice limud before Purim Habalina Lataiva. We're now continuing in the Tefillah of Hoidu. Hoidu Lashem. Give thanks to the Lord. Kiru Bishmai, call out his name. Hoidiu Ba'amim, make known among the nations Ali Loisav, his actions. We learned last time that Hoidu was established by David Amelech. When the carbon tamid, when the arain was brought to the Mishkan, and David Amelach commissioned Asaf that they should compose a special song in honor of the arain that returned, and they sang this song by the carbon tamid Shal Shachar. They sang Haidu until Al Tigu Al Tareyu. And then by the Ben Harbayim they sang Shiru Lashem Kala Aretz until Vayoimru Kal Ha'am Amen Bahalal Hashem. We explained that since these Psukim were said on the Karben Tamid, that would be a Svara for those who say Haidu before Baruch Sha'amar. So this is again talking about in Divrei Hayamim when Mishkan Shiloi was destroyed, the Aaron was captured by the Philistines, and after seven months, they returned the Aron, and then after about 20 years, David brought it to Tzion. Um, until uh, the Shlomo Melech built the base Habachira. Now let's focus on the word Haidu. We all know the word Haidu means give thanks to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. However, Haidu also has another root to it, and when we understand the, the other dimension of the word haidu, it will give us a deeper understanding of what it means to give thanks to Hashem. Because aside from the word haida, gratitude, moidim, to thank Hashem, there's also a word haid. Haid refers to splendor, or eminence, or majesty. We're going to read today from a number of um, the writings of Harav Avigdor Miller, Zecher Tzadik Lavracha, who wrote a book on tefillah in English called Praise, Kama, My Soul. Praise My Soul. Hallelujah, Nafshi. I had the zechus when I came back from Eretz Yisrael, the Yibam Shalom uh, knocked some sense into me that I should go to uh, the shirim of Harav Victor Miller. I went to him for three years. I was Zecher to uh, speak to him many times and to hear many, many, many of his shirim in person. And Rav Miller writes... The word hoidu means comes from the word hoid to give eminence or majesty, and the second meaning is giving thanks. 
Where do we see that the word Hoid refers to eminence, majesty? Like it says in Tehillim, Perak Yurches, Vayade al Kanfe Ruach. He flew high on the wings of the wind. Or over the hole of the asp, a child shall raise his hand. Hada his hand. Or Vayadu Evenbi, they threw a stone at me. So in all these cases, it re- the word hoid refers to lifting up, carrying, like nasai. Thus, the word to thank also means to raise up, to elevate, to give eminence. So this word hoidu has a dual meaning, to give thanks to Hashem and to grant eminence to Hashem. Says Harava Victor Miller, from here we learn a very fundamental principle. That when we have reason to thank a benefactor, it becomes our duty and our obligation to study his eminence and recognize his virtues. In other words, part of gratitude is to study and focus on the eminence and greatness of the benefactor. It's not enough to say, okay, thank you, thank you. God, thank you, my heart is beating. Okay, thank you. I have food on the table. Part of gratitude is eminence, studying the eminence of the benefactor. Because of our gratitude to Hashem, we must apply ourselves to recognize His greatness. When we say, Haidu is saying, Thank you Hashem, I now apply myself to study Your Majesty. The real meaning, if we look at number 83, of Haidu therefore is to, number one, recognize and to publicize the Creator's wisdom, power, and kindliness. And number two, as the expression of our thanks for his multitudinous benefits. Now this, Rabbi Sai, is a very important limud. That it's not enough just to be grateful to God, but part of feeling gratitude is to study his eminence. Okay. Thus, the opening words, Haidu Lashem, sound the keynote of our prayers. Number one, because of our gratitude, Hashem's kindness, we apply ourselves to the function of elevating His name by contemplating His greatness and by proclaiming it. In other words, Rav Miller is saying, davening begins with the word haidu, and what we're saying is, God, because we're grateful to you, we are now committed for the next hour, or however long we're in shul, to study, focus, and declare and publicize your greatness. Because if you just say, God, I thank you for everything, and I'm going to go to work now, then you're not grateful. Gratitude means... Focus, spending time on Hashem's greatness. And if you came here just to learn that today, it was worth it. If the only thing you've learned in all of our tefillah shirim is that the word haidu has a dual meaning. To be grateful and therefore to be obligated to proclaim God's eminence, it was worth it. Let's move on to the second offering of today. So the first is the word haidu, the two meanings. Let's move on now to the word Lashem, to Hashem. Why, do, why don't we say Hoidu Leiloikim? Thank you to God. Why Lashem? Yudke Vavke. Why not Leiloikim? Because Lashem refers to God as the God of Israel, our God. Hashem is the particular name used by the people of Israel. So we thank Him and we elevate His name, not only as Creator to whom we are grateful for His universal kindness. In other words, we're saying, Hashem, 
yes, you are Eloikim, and therefore we are grateful for, to you that you brought the sun up today, and that the wind is blowing, and that there's food and heat in my house. Those are universal kindness. But we specifically thank you because you're the God of Israel, that to whom we're especially grateful, because your kindliness to the Jewish people is even more than to the Gentiles. So, Haidu Lashem, the gratitude of Tfilah is specifically to Hashem as our God. Haidu Lashem, Kiru Bishmai. Kiru Bishmai, call out his name. We're saying, okay, God, we thank you. We will study your eminence. And we will proclaim your name. So Rav Miller has an observation that's out of this world. What in the world does it mean to call out the name of God? Well, who did that? Who was Vayikra B'Shem Hashem? Who was Kara B'Shem Hashem? The Avais. We know this was a practice of, that Avraham instituted. He built there an altar to God and he proclaimed in the name of Hashem. Another occasion he did the same and Avraham proclaimed there in the name of Hashem. <clears throat> and again later, the Pasuk says, Vayikra Hashem 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 Yitzchak followed suit. It says, Vayiven Sham Mizbeach, Vayikra Hashem Hashem Hashem. What does it mean to Vayikra B'Shem Hashem? To proclaim in His name. To call out His name. What, what were the Avais doing? They built an altar and they called out His name. Uh, they, they yodeled? What were they doing? They called out the name of God. Were they talking to anybody? Says Rav Miller, the expression proclaiming his name means a lashon of mikra kodesh to summon a convocation to speak of Hashem. So you say, what in the world is that? Is that English? What is a convocation? <clears throat> it sounds like some kind of uh, illegal activity. What, what, what's a convocation? So says Rav Miller. In this sense, the word mikra is used in many places <clears throat> to denote a yamtif. A festival, an appointed time. But when we say, in other words, Vayikra B'Shem Hashem, to make set moments and set occasions and set junctures to publicize Hashem's greatness and wisdom. Bishmai, call out. You see, the Avais were Vayikra B'Shem Hashem. What does it mean, in His name? Call out in His name, that refers to our function as Hashem's agents and messengers in this world. Just like a king sends heralds to proclaim a proclamation, we are appointed by God for this purpose. So we're commanded to proclaim His name to everyone, to mention His name at all times in connection with every matter. In other words, wherever you are, whoever you're talking to, at every occasion, we are obligated to proclaim His name in connection with everything. And we'll explain what this means. Abraham endeavored to proclaim in His name among the nations 
And we're going to explain a little bit more. What does it mean to call out in the name of Hashem, which Rav Miller is explaining to mean in His name to recognize that you are a messenger and a you are a agent of God to make His identity known in the world. Now Avraham, when he taught, he proclaimed in his name uh, among the nations. Why was Avraham giving shear to heathens? Avraham taught Gentiles. Chinese, Japanese, Saudi Arabian, because there's no one else. No, you know, if a Magid Shear has no, has no Jews that want to listen to him, so he's going to have to give Shear in Saudi Arabia. But nowadays that there is a nation of Jews, this duty implies dissemination of knowledge of Hashem among Klal Yisrael. All that the Avais did among the people of their day, today we do among Jews, because that is more important. That is more important. In other words, the Avais didn't have the uh, the uh, uh, opportunity. The Avais did not have the chance and the occasion to go into BMG and give a share. However, if they could have, they would have. But they had no one to listen to them, so they taught the Gentiles. A proof to this is Avraham was kara b'shem Hashem, Yitzchak was kara, but not Yaakov, because Yaakov had... Uh, Yiddish Mishpocha. So he was able to be Mekayimid among Yidin. But for us, it is our task to do it among the Jews. Yet even today, there are noble souls among the nations who hearken to our proclamation. Just this morning, I noticed that one of the members of the Megillah WhatsApp group is in Saudi Arabia. He is Michasidei Umay Sa'ilam. He's a righteous Gentile who wants to learn Mesechta Megillah. Very nice. So uh, um, a Gentile is uh, not yet encouraged to study Torah, but he has to study the Noahide laws and uh, the seven mitzvot that God gave all of mankind. The Torah is reserved for the Jewish people. But w- when we say Kiru Bishmai, the, the Rav Miller understands that means we act as Hashem's heralds. But let's explain this more based on the Siach Yitzchak in the Siddur Hagra. What does it mean to call out in the name of Hashem? So, you had a good idea. It was uh, Shabbos Parshas Boy, and you had a really good idea of where to go. Or, you have uh, had a dilemma, and you thought of a really good way out of it. Oh, you think, oh, I'm, it's a good thing I'm so clever, I'm, I'm ingenious, I, I thought of a really... Good idea. No, it wasn't your idea. God put the idea in your head. Kiru v'shmai means to attribute everything to Hashem. All the money you earn, you attribute it to Hashem's kindness. All the good ideas you have, you attribute it to God's kindness. You attribute all, all events in this world, from major to minor, to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. By the way, on Shabbos, you're going to say tomorrow, now, by the way, why do we say that on Shabbos? Ledavid. The Zayar says, He would change his flavor. Before God. On Shabbos, you need to change the way you talk, the way you walk, the way you conduct yourself. Before our father, the king. 
And if you do that, God will chase out the forces of impurity. However, historically, you have to know what happened. David HaMelech was taken captive by Avimelech, the king of the Philistines. So he thought he was a dead man. So he feigned being an imbecile. And he started acting as if he, ha- he was mentally deranged. And Avimelech said, what's this Meshuggah doing in my palace? Throw him out! And David HaMelech says, ah, what a good trick. That was a great idea I had. No, David says, let me, I made a mistake. This wasn't my idea. Avorcha as Hashem I will bless God at all times. Even when it seems that I had this ingenious plan, even then, Kiru Bishmai, I will attribute that to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Says the, the Siddur Agra, Le'yachiz kol inyin Hashem Yisbarach, to attribute everything to the Almighty, al derech shematzonu ba'avais, like we find by the Avais, ki komasho yo'oisin o'yiz mi'yachsan HaKadosh Baruch whatever they did, they attributed to God, this is what it means, Vayikro Shem Avram Meshem Hashem, this is what it means, Kiru Bishmai, like we say, ki mimcha ha'koyl, umiyadcha nasnulach, everything is from you. And if you do that, you're Mekayim, the mitzvah of Zacharta, Sashem HaKachach, you are Nesim HaKachach, Lass Eschayol, and the mitzvah of Al-Toymar, Belvavcha, Koychi, V'Oitzam, Yadi, Asali, Yisachayel, Azeh. And the mitzvah of Yadata, Im Levavecha, Ki Kasher, Yasser, Ishas Benay. What does it mean, Haydiyu, Haydiyu, V'Amim, Ali, Loisav? Make known among the nations his actions. Like it says in Tehillim, What are the alilois of Hashem? That Hashem is gracious, that Hashem is merciful, that Hashem is slow to anger. What does this mean? If someone has Hashem is chayiv misa, Hashem will sometime bring an ani to him, and the person will give tzedakah, and tzedakah saves from death. Or sometimes in life, for many years, a person could have a certain benefit, and then later in life they could lose the benefit. And the person is despondent and depressed. Oh, why do you know? I don't have that anymore. And the Siddur Agros says, no, sometimes God will give you the benefit. Really, you weren't supposed to have it to begin with. He only gave it to you so that he could do you a toiva and take it away, so that will be your punishment, so you don't have to get it in the next world. So in fact, God sort of, so to speak, orchestrated you should have the benefit to begin with, so that he could take it away, so that you could have a kapara in that way. Okay, let's move on. We must endeavor, says Ramil, to disseminate among the nations the knowledge of his profound deeds, Ali Loisav, which denotes his profound machinations. God's planning is very complicated and has great cunning. We're going to see the deeds that we refer to are those that were performed for Klal Yisrael. And that is why we say, who has to praise Hashem? Haidu Lashem. We're thanking Hashem for acting as our God. Now, think carefully. Think what we're saying. First we're going to call out His name. And then, First we have to adorn yourself. 
and then you could adorn others. Before we go forth to proclaim Hashem's deeds to the nations, we have to first proclaim them to our own people. And even before we proclaim them to other Jews, we have to integrate them and contemplate upon them and understand them ourselves, that we ourselves are sufficiently grateful. Now, last week we learned the expression Shirulai Zamrulai. Shir, we said, is an attachment to God. Zamru is to cut away those things that detract us from God. That is how Rav Shimon Schwab interpreted the phrase Shirulai Zamrulai. However, Rav Miller interprets Shir does not denote music. It means enthusiastic, enthusiastic meditation. And that is expressed by unusual words and forms of speech. Not prose, which lend importance to the subject. Once you have the proper meditative thoughts, once you have the right ideas, only then you could ma- uh, make music. But we say, Shiru loy, Zamru loy. Only to God we sing. Only to God we make music. Only to God are we enthusiastic. We praise and give thanks and devote our interest to no one and nothing other than Hashem alone. We are not enthusiastic. Your team is in the Super Bowl. You think you're going to win? That's great. It shouldn't give you any enthusiasm. Better said than done. But that's what we're saying. Shiru loy. We sing to God. We make music to God. We are enthusiastic to God. We are excited about God. We are not excited about anything else. Our speech is dedicated to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. All of our speech is solely concerning His wonders and His ways and His Torah. Whatever kindness the nations of the world perform for us, it's caused by Hashem's kindness. Even your parents show you compassion your benefactors show you kindness. They are all agents of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Hashem li be'ezrai. Zamru denotes, look at number 93, the superficial or an external enthusiasm which is produced by melody of mouth or an instrument. This is necessary. Why? It's not enough for shirulai, which is meditative understanding and thought, it doesn't matter how powerful you focus on idea, you have to use physical and external means to activate and to strengthen and to magnify your thoughts and feelings. As Masil Susharm says, Hachitsoinios, Moireres, Esapnimios. So among the useful externalities, we have bowing. What do you need to bow for? Why do you bow? Oh, I, I'm showing I'm humble. So think that you're humble. Why do you have to bow? Because the thought of humility is magnified and strengthened through an action. So you'll say, so just bow. If a person just bows and he's not thinking, I am humbling myself before God, he is doing absolutely nothing. If a person, oh, that was a beautiful davening. Why was it beautiful? He sang such a nice kabach. I was so inspired. Pal, 
If you are not thinking about the meaning of the words, your inspiration is utterly worthless. Singing in shul has no value unless you're thinking about the meaning of the words. Actually, it has a lot of value. This way it keeps you out of the house and you can't argue with your family. That's the only value it has. But if you're not thinking about the meaning of the words, singing has zero value. That's why Zamrulai comes after Shirulai. First has to come the thought. You're bowing. Bowing has value if you're, it's accompanied by humility. Singing has value if it's enhancing the thoughts and the meaning of the words. All of these actions, raising your hands and eyes to heaven, uh, dancing, circumbobulating, that's some kind of archaic word for dancing in a circle. Circumbobulating. You know that word? You learned something today, right? So all of these things are only a value if they're preceded by shirulai, which is the thought. Next. Sichu Speak. I mean, we're now, now we're not talking about davening anymore. We're talking about conversation. Sichu's conversation. Not only do you have to praise and thank Hashem at kiru bishmai at certain times, but even your ordinary and constant speech in your house, at your work, among the members of your family, gathering with your friends, should be devoted to relating the wonders of Hashem's deeds in nature and in history. So when you're at the Shabbos table and you're conversing, speak about Hashem's wonders, wonders of history, wonders of nature, Wonders of the, I don't know what, the hummingbird, the cactus, all of these things are part of Sichu Bechol Nifla'isav. Now, what wonders do you have to talk about? All of Hashem's wonders. You can't leave out even one. Says R' Miller, Bechol Nifla'isav. Speak in all His wonders, and omit none, as much as we're able, whatever we have heard, whether the wonders of the universe or the wonders of history, they should be discussed always and at length, and each of these matters should be fully exploited to gain perfection for ourselves. Next, final offering for today. His hallelujah b'shem kadshay. His hallelujah b'shem kadshay. Glorify yourself in His holy name. Yismach lev mevakshe Hashem. Glorify yourself in His holy name. Now what does glorify yourself mean? Be boastful. Be arrogant in God's holy name. From here we learn that when it comes to knowledge of God and when it comes to recognizing how close Hashem is to the Jewish people, one has to avoid all humility. All humility is prohibited, is usur, is an avera, when it comes to feeling the special relationship Hashem has with the Jewish people. We're now going to uh, explain this expression. His hallelujah b'shem kachem. Comes the Sefer Chassidim. And he says, Shoyresh hatfila, The root of prayer. Simchas lev is being joyous of heart in HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Shenemar, as the Pasuk says, His Hallelujah B'Shem Kadshay, glorify in His holy name. Yismach Leiv Mevakshe Hashem. 
Let the heart of those who seek out Hashem rejoice. Therefore, David would use a harp for all of his tefillahs and zmirahs to fill himself with simcha and his love of Hashem. Therefore, when a person dies, the root of all tefillah is to feel joy, is to rejoice in your love for HaKadosh Baruch Now watch this. We come to the uh, the Sefer Bina Loitim of Rav Azaria Figo, one of the great Italian ballet darshanim. The Sefer Bina Loitim is the father Sefer of all the Sifrei Drush. And he explains this Pasuk, it's in Divrei Hayam, and it's also in Tehillim Parakofhei, Pasuk Gimel, Hishalelu B'Shem Kachai. Says the Rabbi Zarya Figo, his Hallelujah B'Shem Kacha Yismachli Mivakshi Hashem Va'Achshav L'Chabra Yimah Pasuk Hakodim Lai B'Shal Achra. I would like to attach this to the preceding pasuk and the following pasuk. First we say Shirulai, then we say Zamrulai, then we say Sichu B'Chol Nifla Oisav, then we say his Hallelujah B'Shem Kacha, then we say Dershu Hashem V'Uzay Bachu Fun of Tamid. Marv Rabbi Say. Some people make the fatal mistake and they say, you know, we say this whole big siddur over here and it's so big. I don't know, God must like this, you know, all this praise that we give Him. It must really uh, give God a boost when we say, blessed are you, uh, thanks to you, you're the greatest, you're the mightiest. Says Rebbe Zarya Figo, when we praise HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and we're Meshabeachim, don't think for a minute, a minute we're giving God any kavod or any gedula. Chas v'shalom, we're not adding anything to Him. We can't add anything. What can we possibly add to His perfection, which has no end? All of our song, all of our shavach cannot even barely scratch the surface of God's greatness. Everything we say in davening does nothing for God. You know who it does something for? It makes us greater. It is a glory for us. Because if a... uh, I don't know. Let's say you get a knock on your front door. Who's there? It's animal control. The exterminator came and he's presenting you with a... um, Nigerian cockroach and you ask the exterminator why are you bringing me a Nigerian cockroach and the exterminator says this Nigerian cockroach would like to come into your home and praise you then you should probably say no thanks that does not do anything for me if a Nigerian cockroach praises me however if you get a knock on the door and who's there it's uh, the secret service who's there it's uh, the President of the United States. What does he want? He would like to sing your praises for an hour. Oh, let him in, you know? No problem. You wouldn't mind that. So the fact that we have the opportunity to praise Hashem, that God lets us praise Him, it ain't an honor to Him because we are further from His greatness than a Nigerian cockroach is to us. The fact that the Rebbeinu allows us to praise Him is a glory for us. Hashavach v'hilhulanu, sha'anu kedayim uruim. We are worthy. 
Vizachinu, we have the merit, Lazamer Lishmai, to sing to his name. Vahu Misratza. Umaskim Lishmaya Hilula Mipinu. He allows us. He sits there and acts as if he enjoys our praise, as if we're important. As if we're giving him kavod. What a great honor it is. When we have the privilege to go into shul and God doesn't say, Meichel Taivais. His hallelujah b'shem kadshay. Glorify yourself in His holy name. Everything we're doing in tefillah, we're praising ourselves. It's a praise to us. People who go out into a hallway and have kiddush during davening, think about what the Rebbein Shem is saying to them. He's saying, no thanks. It's okay, I'm Michael Toivas. You're not worthy to praise me. But if Hashem gives you the good sense to recognize what an opportunity you have, His hallelujah, you're the one being praised. You're, God is praising you by allowing you to praise Him. This is what it means. Save us, Hashem our God. The gather us from the Gentiles. to thank your holy name. Lehishtabeach secha. What does lehishtabeach secha mean? Not to praise you with your praises. Lehishtabeach is reflective that we should become elevated by praising you. I remember very clearly, and I think I wrote this in my notes, Josephus says, I remember of Miller saying this, that the, the Egyptian worshipped the crocodile and the asp, and therefore they became vicious and violent like the crop, crocodile and the asp. On the other hand, the Jewish people, we praise the Almighty and Lihishtabeach, we are elevated through the grand opportunity of praising Hashem. We say, God, gather us from the Gentiles to thank your holy name. No praise accrues to God when we are Mahalalim. We accept praise. It will be a greatness and a praise to those Gentiles. We will be praised by the Gentiles that we are those who are, uh, who the Almighty wants our praise. And therefore we say, Shirulai. We're going to sing to him, Zamrulai, and by doing so, his hallelujah, we will be, become the ones who are praised. We could glory ourselves that we are Roy to sing to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Okay. And let's just uh, conclude by reading what Ramiller says. Glory in His holy name, we are admonished to avoid all humility in these matters. But we should glory in the unique distinction that He singled out our nation to perform them wonders, which were done for no other people and by which His holy name became exalted. We should also take glory to the fact that He assigned His holy name to us. Glory in His holy name means, number one, 
glory yourself, be proud that He singled us out to make miracles for us through which God elevated His name. Glorify yourself in His holy name that God selected us to be the vehicles through which He performs wonders and elevates His name. Number two, be proud that God associates His name with us. He calls us Banim Atem Lashem He calls us His Avadim, His sheep, His Nachala, His beloved. God doesn't call the Gentiles His sheep. He doesn't call the Gentiles His beloved. He doesn't call the Gentiles His children. This glory, praise yourselves, is part of the service of thanksgiving and praise. The more we recognize the greatness of Him whose praises are we contemplate, then in the same measure do we rejoice because our relationship to Him as His children and, and His nachala. Now, we will conclude, we say glory in His holy name, not just His hallelujah bishmai or His hallelujah bai, we say hallelujah bishem um, why don't we say glory in Him? His hallelujah, why in His name? That means glory in the attributes of God that are revealed in the Torah, through which we learn His deeds and ways. But we can never say about Him that this is Him. Everything we know about Hashem, all of His attributes that are described in the, in the Torah are merely His attributes. But all that we could ever be able to say about Him would just be a form of speech and borrowed words. Because Him, His true identity is beyond understanding. We cannot be His hallelujah boy because we have no understanding of His essence. We only know God by His name. His name means the way He's manifest. His hallelujah b'shem kachai. But we know the holiness of his his name, but his holiness we don't know. Kadshai, that is the the essence of God's truth, which is remote and beyond the scope even of the Malachi Asharis. So we've learned a number of very um, fundamental concepts. Number one, Haidu. Haidu doesn't just mean to thank; it means to. It's a lotion of Haid. To give eminence. And therefore we learned the very fundamental principle. That if we have to thank Hashem, it is our duty to study and proclaim His eminence. Number two, Lashem. We're thanking Hashem for His special relationship with the Jewish people. Kiru Vishmai. We call out in His name like the Avais. Making set times to proclaim His identity which was once done to all of mankind, today we have the more important job of doing it to the Jewish people. And the Siach Yitzchak says, Kiru Vishmai refers to attributing everything in this world to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. First we have to integrate and understand it ourselves, then we proclaim it to the nations of the world, and then... Um, uh, first we understand it ourselves, we then proclaim it to Klal Yisrael and only then to the nations of the world. First, Shirulai. First, one has to have the proper thoughts. And only then, Zamrulai, does music and singing have value. 
Sichu b'chol nifla'isav. Our regular conversations should speak about the wonders of God in nature and history. The Sefer Hasidim says the principle of tefillah is rejoicing in HaKadosh Baruch Hu, His Hallelu B'Shem Kachoy, and recognizing that all of the praises that we give to God are not elevating and praising God. We are praising ourselves. It is a glory for us that we have this incredible privilege. As the Pasuk says, Lehish Tabeach B'Sihilasecha. Mavraboisai, wishing everyone a beautiful Shabbos. Shkayach. Yes. It's interesting. I didn't hear anything in this whole discourse about the fact that Jews are called Yehudim and the Shoresh is Hold. Okay. And if you read the biography of Menachem 